Hi, I'm Cassie, host of the Curiosity Junkie podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the subscribe button to follow us and receive new episodes each week. If you really enjoy the podcast and you're feeling generous, please hit the donate button. We work hard to create original content and keep the podcast ad-free. Today's guest is a naturopathic doctor who's passionate about the skin-gut connection and focuses on treating the root cause. Please welcome Dr. Jasmine Talley to the podcast. Hi, Jasmine. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're going to be talking about the brain-gut connection to our skin. Jasmine, I'm excited to kind of share this again with the audience Tell us a little bit about how that all works, the brain and gut together. The brain, well, everything that happens in the gut is connected to all sorts of different systems. So when I see patients, I always start off with gut healing. So is your body able to digest food? Is your body able to absorb the nutrients? Um, Because that all provides fuel for your brain, for your skin, and really for everything. So it always starts with the gut. And um, just really, if you're able to excrete toxins from your body, that's another thing. And that's why gut health is so important, because that's one of the ways that you get rid of the bad stuff, and you get in the good stuff. And then there's also, you're talking about the brain, and I know we're going to segue on to skin as well. So just a little bit about the brain. Um, well, our neurotransmitters are mostly made in our gut. So like serotonin, dopamine, all of those neurotransmitters are made in the gut. So if we don't have good bacteria to fuel our system, we're not able to produce those neurotransmitters. Um, a lot of times we have certain bad bacteria. So we have the good and the bad bacteria. A lot of times we have the certain bad bacteria, we might have pathogens, parasites, fungal overgrowth, and that all causes a burden in our gut. We're not able to produce those neurotransmitters to feel good, to function well, to be productive, and all of that. Right. So I'm assuming this is tied to what we're putting in our mouth. Yes, definitely. So what we eat plays such an important role in our gut health. Um, And this is so individualized. So like a lot of times I have patients that come in and are on all these fad diets. They don't, they avoid certain foods. They don't eat like at all. (laughs) Um, They restrict their calories and all of that, but really it's so individualized. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's ways that you can go about figuring out what doesn't work for you Mm -hmm. specifically. So for example, like you can do like specific elimination diets, or you could do food sensitivity tests, which find out which specific foods you have a sensitivity to. So which foods your body is creating this inflammatory response, it's creating these antibodies to. And you can, and based on just simple blood tests, you're able to determine what foods create that inflammatory response in your body for you as an individual. So like for you, you may not be able to eat grapes, but for the next person, grapes are wonderful. Um, So it's really so individualized and just have like knowing your sensitivities Mm -hmm. makes a huge, huge difference. There are like certain foods, 
of course, that when it comes to overall health, like you say, don't eat processed foods, eat foods where you understand the ingredients. If it has a bunch of stuff where you don't understand it, don't put it in your mouth. Right. Simple as that. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I'll look at um, the ingredients and I'm like, if I can't pronounce it, I should not be eating. (laughs) Exactly. And then a lot of times just in general, um, I would say, so we have three big food sensitivities, like if you want to generalize it, and that would be um, dairy is a huge one. Mm -hmm. Most people can't digest dairy. Um, I think as humans, we probably weren't made to digest dairy. Um, But over time, we kind of developed and like, it was part of our food and like we adjusted and it tastes so good. Um, But it causes a lot of inflammation for many people. So that's a big one. Gluten is another big one, especially with all the glyphosates that they spray it with. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people react to those. And eggs is another big one. Not that eggs are bad. Eggs are excellent. Like if you're able to eat it, you should eat it. But those are like kind of the three big foods if you want to just generalize it. Yeah. No, I think that's good because um, I hadn't really thought about gluten as something that could be causing me problems. And I had food sensitivity testing done, came back with like lima beans, which I don't really eat anyway. Mm -hmm. It was like three things and they weren't anything that I was consuming on a regular basis. But when we started thinking about and talking about gluten, I was like, oh yeah, I should probably. (laughs) Right. Well, it's not for, not everyone's sensitive to it. You might not be sensitive to it, but just the way that it's produced and the way that it's grown in the States, a lot of people have that sensitivity to it. Um, but not everyone. Those are just like the big ones. Food sensitivity tests though are actually really interesting. So it's good you only got three because a lot of times um, I'll get back the results and all the foods will show up as sensitive. And that is an indicator to me that I should be thinking, oh, there's some kind of leaky gut picture going on. There's some kind of intestinal permeability where there's, so basically you, you have like this intact intestinal mucosa and that acts as a barrier for your body to basically identify self versus non-self. Mm. And whenever it becomes leaky, as they say, yeah. these toxins and bacteria from the gut go into your bloodstream and they create all sorts of different symptoms. They create bloating, gas, frequent headaches, mm. fatigue, And you see it in the skin a lot of times. And that's why I love working with skin conditions because skin is just a mirror for like what's going on inside of the body. And then it's good to know if this person has leaky gut because the longer this goes on, the longer this intestinal damage occurs, Mm. the greater the disruption of these intestinal tight junctions. So it's good to identify and address it because it is something that can be fixed, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, so a lot of times it will create this inflammatory picture and eczema is an inflammatory condition. So I see patients that come in and they have chronic eczema. They have no idea why it just appears like randomly. And I always think, okay, what's going on with your gut health? how, what does it look like? Are you sensitive to like just one food and maybe you you could just cut cut that out? Or is there some kind of leaky gut picture going on that we need to address or some 
something else. So that's why it's always fun to kind of um, deal with skin conditions because I get to play detective. And it's really, it's really nice to help someone and find the root cause because they've been to every single specialist. So that's a little bit about what I do as a naturopathic doctor. I basically see patients that have been to every single specialist out there. And by every single specialist, I really mean like every single specialist that you can think (laughs) of. And a lot of times they're like, oh, nothing's wrong with you. Like, it's just, you have to live this way. This is, it is what it is. And that's it. This is, this is the life that you have. Um, And all like, they do every single lab work. So a lot of times when patients come to me, they bring in like, loads and loads of papers and they everything all their labs are within normal limits everything you can think of from every single specialist like nothing is wrong with them but they're still they have hives like randomly they wake up with hives or they are constantly bloated or they're always always tired or I've seen certain patients where everything is absolutely normal but they can't even get out of bed they can't And not because they're tired, but because they're just not able to stand up straight. Like they, there's all sorts of things going on and you really get to find out what's going on with them at a root cause level. Mm -hmm. And that's really the greatest way I think to um, establish long lasting health is to find the root cause of whatever it is, whatever symptom it is that they come in for because our bodies are smart and they're always telling us something, but we kind of in this lifestyle that we live, we just push it aside and we just keep going. And then it, we just ignore it, but our body's always telling us, our body's always signaling us. And I think the smart thing to always do is listen to your body. Like, you know, you, you catch a common cold sometimes because you're just overwhelmed and you need to rest. But like, we just push through it and we just go out and we say, no, no, we have to work. So it's just, it's a lot of pressure from society, yeah. but our bodies are smart. They know what's going on and they tell us a lot and they give us clues. And that's why I like finding the root cause of illness. Yeah. I love that you said root cause. The chiropractor that I work for, he is big on that. He's kind of a chiropractic internist. So he really likes diving into what's really going on. I really think when you dive in and you start digging into it, why this is happening and not just like cover it up with a cream or (laughs) take a pill. (laughs) It's like, oh, there's something bigger going on. And it is amazing. The gut can really mess with this. I I was shocked when I initially. It really does. And then just like another thing. So I see a lot of patients who struggle with acne um, and chronic acne, not only teenage acne, but adult acne as well. And it's just always there. And I always think, okay, what is, how is your gut functioning? Mm. You know, like we're so quick to go buy like every like over the counter um, face wash, everything, like all these products. And a lot of times doesn't do anything like great um, hygiene is important. Like that needs to always be addressed, but there's so much to that. There's so much Like when you have acne and you have chronic acne, what does your gut look like? Do you have some kind of toxin overload where you're not having regular bowel movements every day? And that's something that people don't discuss. It's not something that we're taught in school, you know, like the importance of being 
regular and having bowel movements every day to get rid of these toxins. It is so, so important. So is, does a person who have acne, do they have some kind of constipation going on? And if so, why are they constipated? Is it, is it because they're always in this flight or fight state of mind because they're always trying to just get by and survive? Is this something that arose from like a past trauma? Is it the way that they eat? Is it, it, there's just so many different things going on. So I like to look at the gut and then also for, especially for females, um, the gut, gut health is so important for hormone balance. Mm. So if you're not able to digest properly and detox properly, you're basically holding on to this estrogen. And whenever estrogen, you need estrogen, estrogen is great. But whenever you have an imbalance of the estrogen and progesterone, then you also see issues occur in your skin um, and your hormones are thrown off. And it's just a cascade of events. Like one, one thing leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. Like if your gut isn't working properly, okay, maybe you're going to develop some kind of thyroid issue from that. And if you develop some kind of thyroid issue, then you're going to have, you're going to have like these other issues. So it all starts with gut health. And I always say like acne is a cry for help. Like if you're, if you have acne, like you're lucky, like your body's just telling you like, like, hello, like something's not up, like just figure it out. And that's it. Like, don't let it keep going and prolonging. Um, just listen to your body basically. Yeah. And do you think, of, well, we were kind of, you were saying earlier, we tend to not address things when they come up or we just, or we're told it's eczema. You're just going to have to live with it. It's acne, wash your face more, you know, like right. things like that. And so I think we, we just slowly are conditioned to believe that, that it's just something I'm going to have to live with for the rest of my life. When, if you really dive into it and look at gut health, it it's it's huge and like immune issues too right Some right the, your like, immune system is dependent on your gut health yeah so true just everything like literally everything is dependent on your gut health um and that's why like i just like to always look at how your gut is working how your hormones are working and how your detoxification pathways are working because they're intertwined not because they're three separate things but because they really work well together mm-hmm. and like when you talk about detoxing like that's so important for your gut so important for your skin health mm-hmm. if you're not able to get rid of toxins and we're, we're surrounded by toxins it's okay it's not a bad thing right. but if you're able to support those organs of detoxification and ensure that you're always detoxing properly, you shouldn't have an issue. Like it's okay. We're able to be in these environments with like pollution and like plastic is all around us and mercury and all these things. But what it, the issue happens when we're not able to digest properly. We're not able to excrete toxins properly. We're not, all of this is basically where the issue comes down to. Right, right. So when we talk detox, are you talking at all? I mean, I know you're talking about, let's just say it, pooping. (laughs) But are Mm -hmm. you talking also about any specific detox processes? Um, Well, just making sure that your detoxification pathways are working. So if you think about it, 
where urination is one thing. So drinking enough water, so you're able to urinate properly, like you're just not dehydrated. Pooping is one of them, of course. Sweating is a huge one. In, in our world today, it's like, oh, don't sweat. You can't sweat, like that's disgusting. But no, sweating is so important. You need to sweat to get rid of these toxins. Um, and just also supporting your organs of detoxification, one of them being the liver. Mm -hmm. So eating well so that your liver is supported. Um, there's like certain herbs that I like to use to support the liver, but there's like just eating well in general to support the way that your liver functions. Right. Because if your liver isn't working well, then your detoxification pathways are hindered. So just really thinking about what different ways that I can detox and doing that. I, I'm not a big fan of like crazy, crazy detoxes. Yeah. There are certain things that I like to use for gentle detoxes. I never put someone on a crazy detox, actually, if their gut isn't healed. Because a lot of times if they have like, let's say heavy metal toxicity, like they have high amounts of mercury. Mm -hmm whenever you put them on a crazy detox, it sometimes goes to their brain. It, it leaks into their system. If they have leaky gut, it goes into their, those toxins that you're trying to get rid of are going into your bloodstream and recirculating. So I am actually very much against crazy detoxes until your body and your gut specifically is on the right track and is able to handle, handle it. Right. So what are some things that we should pay attention to well, obviously the eggs the dairy um what was the other one eggs dairy and gluten gluten you know kind of trying to eliminate those and see if it makes a difference for you but what are some things we should look for on our skin maybe or within our body signs we should pay attention to that something might be going on so it's like you feel like your skin is getting more red or randomly you have a pimple here and there and you're not sure like you just break out in something or you're itchy, Any, anything like that, your body is telling you something. A lot of times when you have like this fungal overgrowth in your body and that's some, something in the, line, in the field I'm in, I see a lot of mold related illness. So just like mold from your home and that creates this fungal like like they create fungal colonies inside your body basically and that comes out in like rashes like if you're just oh heat rashes are huge like if you go out in the sun and you get a heat rash you might want to ask yourself okay how is my gut health do I have some kind of fungus is that what's going on it's not necessarily the case but it can be um it's just things to pay attention to like you can really like like itching, like dry skin. Oh, dry skin. Yeah. Huge. Like that's dry skin. A lot of times it can tell you about your gut. It can tell you about your thyroid. Something is going on with your thyroid. So that's a huge thing. And then nails as well. Skin and nails. Like every intake I do, I ask about skin health and nails yeah. because that tells you, okay, something is shifting in your hormonal health. So those are like little things to just be aware of. Um, but I guess like, you know, we don't know any better. We don't know that it's not normal to always, to, to just always be tired. 
we think that's like the norm right or just to just feel bloated after you eat. we just think oh this is this is what it is this is what it always was yeah. that's how like the, we don't know any better we don't realize like or especially like in women's health like we put up with so much right you know we don't know it we don't know that it's possible to like not have period cramps we just think oh you get period cramps you take a pill and you go to work we don't like realize oh like what you eat and I can I can talk about that forever too but like we don't realize like okay what we eat really can help us and support our system and maybe our hormones are not balanced we just kind of just do like what we need to do and get on with life because this is what we're used to. We're not really taught about this in school. We're not like our health class doesn't teach us, teach us about like any of this stuff, which it should because teenagers best age to, to educate. Yes, absolutely. Or even before. (laughs) Right. For sure. I think they teach you about the food pyramid and it's not even a good food. pyramid. (laughs) Exactly. And they always change it because they know it's not a good food pyramid. Right. Right. And it's not individualized. That's the thing. It's not individualized. Yeah. So what are, what are some foods that in general, we really should be bringing into our diet? Oh, I like this question. So anything bitter, bitter. Yes. So arugula, dandelion those bitter vegetables are incredible so basically if you eat bitters before a meal or after a meal a lot of times I like to start off people before a meal eating like some bitter vegetables it signals to your brain to your digestive system like okay I'm about to eat secrete digestive enzymes so that I can chew my food digest it and absorb what I'm eating and it's interesting like looking at the food in other cultures. Like for example, like in Iranian culture, we eat a ton of like bitter greens at the end of our meals, or we have like black tea, which has tannins, which are bitters, which are, you know, because we need to digest. And a lot of different cultures are like this because we need those bitters in order to digest our food. And it just slows down. It just slows down the whole process because it gives you the signal that you need to secrete these digestive enzymes. So definitely bitters. Um, I'm a huge fan of cilantro because that's great for detoxification. I put that in like salads and everything. Right. And it's, I think it tastes great. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Good fats, avocado, great for your liver. You know, any, any kind of good fat is all also um, a good idea usually. What about like um, cooking with oils? I know we really shouldn't cook with them, but people are going to. So if you had to choose an oil, what's mm-hmm. the best one that we should be using? There's so many out there now. Right. I, I really like that you asked this question because I feel like a lot of people, for a lot of people, it doesn't occur to them to even consider that, you know, like they think, oh, it's okay to use um, canola oil or what is the other one? Mazzola, like the one that's like a corn based. Yeah. 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 But, but I I love this question because there are so many other oils that you can use. Mm. And if you know the melting point, you can kind of biohack these oils and understand what's for what. So I like to use coconut oil at high heat and avocado oil. Oh yeah. 
those are like my two favorites. At low heat, I'll use um, olive oil. And then um, those are like pretty much like my three go-tos. Oh, for like making, um, like anytime I wanna use butter, I'm not against butter, but if I want to use something instead of butter, I use ghee. So it's clarified butter. And so like if I make like an omelet or something like that, I put so much ghee. I think it tastes amazing and I'm all for the fats. If your body, like if you're healthy, like you're, you don't have cholesterol issues, you don't have gallbladder issues. If you don't have like, if you're able to process these fats, I'm all for like eating a diet high in fats and oils and all of that. Oh, wow. Okay. Gee, I, uh, that's something that I've heard a lot about recently and I'm like, okay, maybe I need to check yeah. into that. So you're giving it thumbs up, huh? I am. I even eat it just without cooking it sometimes. Like sometimes I'm so hungry when I'm cooking, I just start eating it just <laughs> like raw, which is like eating raw butter, I guess. But so I think it tastes that. good. Yeah, no, mm. oh, I think that's great. Sugar. Let's talk a little bit about sugar, if you okay. don't mind. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I have a terrible sugar addiction. I have probably all my life. I mean, it's just always been a staple. And I feel like that is a big part of my gut issue mm-hmm. and my skin. When I look at my skin, I go, that's probably sugar. <laughs> right. So how, how does one go about trying to eliminate sugar? It's such an addictive. It is so addictive. It is so, so addictive and it's purposely addictive. (sighs) Sugar is addicting, but the way that they also put in meals, like, you know, there's this whole field of food science that they basically create foods that your body will kind of just like, I don't know, just like really, really like and enjoy So your body sees that and it kind of creates this addiction response to it. And the more you eat, the more you want. Yeah. Um, So coming off sugar, a lot of times you could do like more high protein meals Mm. and cut out sugar and that helps. Um, But it's interesting that you mentioned how you see it in your skin as well, Mm -hmm. because whenever I test patients and I see that they have high levels of candida overgrowth. So they have some kind of fungus in their body. I do a sugar avoidance completely. And this is basically not only sugar, but foods that turn into sugar and foods that feed sugar. Mm. So that is, it's hard, but it works. You see like real results Mm -hmm. once you actually do it, but it takes a while. And then your body adjusts. It's a lot of like mental Like you just have to just keep telling yourself, like it's only for a short period of time, which it is. And you just have to do this now, kind of kill the fungus because whenever you have fungus, fungus wants sugar. It's always craving it. It's, it's, it's fuel. So once you kill the fungus, it won't be as difficult. You know, you just kill the fungus, then you're able to um, not crave it as much, But, but definitely high protein meals as well can help with that. And when people do eat high foods, high in sugar. Mm -hmm. So basically your sugar spikes in your body, right. And then you have this drop. And then that's why a lot of kids, they say like, don't eat your vegetables, don't eat sugar, blah, 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 because they become hyperactive. 
And that's because the whole insulin glucose response and how like you just have this spike in your blood sugar. So a lot of times whenever um, someone, like if you want to eat a sweet or a muffin or anything like that, I just say, okay, do it because you only live once, like you should enjoy your life, (laughs) but take like eat some nuts with it or eat like eat a handful of nuts or eat some kind of protein just to stabilize that blood sugar. So you don't have that crazy spike and then that crazy drop. Oh, I love that. Wonderful. It's been fun talking to you. So let's talk about how people can connect with you because I follow you on Instagram and that's how we connected. Yes. So what are some ways people can connect and kind of collect information from you? Yes. So, um, my Instagram handle is Dr. Dr. Jasmine Talei. So J S M I N E T A L E I. And then also my website, Beverly Hills, natural medicine.com. Yeah. And you have some good stuff on the website. I thought that was great. I went on there and checked it all out. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I try to write blogs when I can try to do little webinars when I can. I like to educate people. It's fun. Um, and I just like having good conversation. I love that. No, that's, (laughs) that's so important because I just think the more we talk about the gut and the brain and the skin and how they're all connected so deeply, we don't even realize it to all, there's so many, uh, I always think of like the immune things and the, um, like the Epstein bar, right. Hashimoto's like a lot of those things can be connected to the gut and what we've got going on in there. And it's just, I find it fascinating. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) It's awesome. All right. Well, I think this is a good place to kind of wrap up. I'm so happy that you got to come on. Thank you for taking the time to connect and educate the audience and me. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you to everyone out there for tuning in, listening, watching. Stay safe and I will see you soon. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the subscribe button to follow us and receive new episodes each week. If you really enjoy the podcast and you're feeling generous, please hit the donate button. We work hard to create original content and keep the podcast ad free.